From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 215 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Thank you for joining me today. We're here to talk about signs and symptoms of somebody with anxiety and more specifically health anxiety. Being stuck in that unknown state, feeling like you're trapped with this illness and you're not able to control or contend with this thing. And that's a scary place to be. I was there for a long time. I know where you're coming from. And to be swimming out in that ocean is an exhausting, well, that's an exhausting place to be. And you want a life preserver. And I hope that this video provides you with that life preserver. And when I found a coach who went through the same thing and that I was going through and overcame it, well, that was a relief to me. And when he diagnosed me with health anxiety, that was a huge relief. That was the life preserver I needed because I never knew I had anxiety or health anxiety. Having that label is such a relief to people because it gives them a path out. Like there's a solution and people have over came anxiety, health anxiety, and that's a huge relief that there is a North Star to actually pursue, a pathway forward. And we need that pathway because we are, after all, goal-oriented creatures and we need to progress in order to feel that positive emotion. So today, let's go over these signs, these symptoms that are very common, all too common with someone with anxiety. And you might relate to these and go, huh, this is anxiety? Maybe there is hope after all, and that's what I want for you. So to start off this video, I want to ask this question and answer this question. What does being stuck in anxiety mean, right? What is anxiety? Well, anxiety is your sympathetic nervous system being continuously active. That's your stress system. That's where your adrenaline and your cortisol is being continuously pumped throughout your body. You're in this hyper alert state. You're feeling all of these strange symptoms, muscle tension and heart palpitations, heart racing heart and hyperventilation. And you're waking up in the middle of the night in a panic and you're feeling exhausted and you start to avoid places. Man, it's exhausting. It's exhausting, but so many people who have anxiety don't know it's anxiety. They just feel like they're in this unknown, unknown place. And that's true, right? And that this brings me to the first sign that you have anxiety is that you're sensitive to and you're hyper aware of the threats around you. So for example, you go outside and you see a billboard or you see an advertisement pertaining to some sort of health concern, disease, illness, or you hear your relatives, friends, co-workers talk about a disease, death, accidents, and it makes you perk up and it makes you hyper aware of the content of what they speak of. And also in 
advertisements on, well, I said that, but I'm, I'm talking about TV advertisements uh, and TV shows. Watching a movie, watching a, a violent TV show can can trigger your anxiety. Can it can it can create this rush of anxiety that's so so unpleasant. But since your amygdala, so that's your fight, flight, or freeze response. That's that's part of your ancient brain structure that has evolved to detect those threats, right? So since your amygdala is this emotional threat detector, and it you know it's sensitive to negative occurrences, it's sensitive to obstacles. It is picking up on these frequencies of what is dangerous, but to a much higher degree because of its ongoing activation. And really, you have to ask yourself, when did this activation start? What is the origin? And a coach like myself can help you trace back that origin. And then it's really important that you trace back that origin so that you can pick it apart and learn and learn what happened so that you no longer have to hold on to this threat any longer. Because that's what the amygdala is doing. It has detected a threat and now it's holding on to this threat. It's playing itself out. And when you remain in anxiety, it's snowball. So now that you're detecting all these other threats around you, it's hard to pinpoint and, and, and trace the thread back to the origin. That's why a lot of people with anxiety, they just don't know how it all started, right? And, and that's the thing is that the amygdala has a longer lasting memory. But to use our rational brain and trace back the memory, that's, that's more tough, right? The amygdala is way more sophisticated than we think. So you can also think about your anxiety as this ongoing, it's this ongoing manifestation of threats that have yet to, that have yet to be analyzed. And you have to contend with those threats. You have to pick them apart. You have to face them in order to let them go, in order for your amygdala to lessen its sensitivity over them. And yeah, you are in the unknown because what happens when there are too many threats around you, right? It's like the environment seems the same. Your house seems the same. Your city, the city that you live in seems the same. But you're in. You're not in, even in the same space. You're not even perceiving yourself as the same person or the, your environment as the same place. You're in this total unknown place, and that's because there are too many unknown, unresolved situations, concerns, problems around you that it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming, and that makes total sense. You're too many unknowns around you makes you in, to inhabit the unknown. Everything in the environment that used to be irrelevant is now relevant. The second sign or symptom that you have 
anxiety is you're continually checking on certain areas of your body. When I used to check out those certain areas of my body, I was acting out the belief that a threat to my health has manifested itself on a certain region of my body and that it needs to be dealt with. But then I continue to check and react like it's actually present. Now it could be present, right? And that's the thing. And that's why I continue to check. But what if a doctor confirms of no real issue? Why continue? Well, it is the misinterpretation of the symptoms of your stress response that can continue this uncontrollable habit. Also, when did you start checking? Was there a moment from your past that was traumatic, highly emotional, that brought about this checking? Well, could the checking be a sign that you have yet to resolve this trauma? The reason why the body continues to hold on to these traumas and play them out in the mind is so that you can learn the lessons on how to not get yourself into this situation again in the future. Resolve your encounter with the predatory snake and you release its hold over you. And you come to realize that you are capable of encountering the fear and changing your relationship with it. That is huge. I also asked myself, do I believe to be an unhealthy person? I answered, yeah. So then I asked, what do I need to sacrifice in order to build a more healthy foundation? Because my foundation was weak. I viewed myself as a weak person. And also because I viewed myself as a weak person, that was because of all of the other habits I would do that made up of my previous personality, my identity. So... I had to sacrifice some of those habits, uh, weed, alcohol, you know, the drill, junk foods, caffeine, uh, toxic relationships, uh, the list went on. I couldn't believe it. And a coach helped me realize the habits I was doing regularly that were contributing to my anxiety. And, you know, how far do you want to go with, with your recovery? You know, how, how the quality of your sacrifice determines the quality of the outcome. And that brings you to that question, are my sacrifices sufficient? Am I getting the results that I want? A really fund, a big fundamental question, that one. The third sign or symptom that you have anxiety is that one symptom leaves and another appears. This is confusing, overwhelming. Now, when you're in stress mode continuously, the body creates all sorts of unsettling sensations, body aches, pains, digestion is compromised. You feel tense, stiff, your muscles are stiff, hyperventilation, possible electrolyte deficiencies, uh, one symptom may disappear 
because another unusual one manifests itself or your emotional attachment over the symptom sensation diminishes. So for example, I told this story before on the podcast, I had this lump uh, between my lip and my gum. It was like this white bubbly lump. And I always picked at it for a long time. I think I had it for eight months, but I was always fixated on it. And then I finally went to the doctor, got it checked up, checked on. And she said that this was something that I didn't need to worry about and I could let it go. If it doesn't go away in a few days, then come back and she'll treat it. And that was a relief to me. And after a few days, the bump went away and it blew my mind. And I realized afterwards that it's because my emotional attachment over it shifted. My perception shifted. I think Tony Robbins said this. He said, where your focus goes, your energy flows. It's like we manifest our own problems, right? And that's what happened with me and that bump because I was so fixated on it. It was persisting. But when once I let go, it went away. And that was eye-opening to say the least. Since those symptoms and sensations are not disappearing, but they're popping up like a bloody whack-a-mole game. The root is not resolved. The original threat or threats that first brought about your continuous anxiety is present. And it's also important to do things that calm the body so that you can heal. Treat yourself like you are somebody you care about. If the root is not targeted, you will continue to implement coping strategies that only numb and distract. Those include reassurance-seeking TV, weed, alcohol, medications, and using Dr. Google as a way to solve the problem, but you are not targeting the root. Dr. Google is a great way to drift further out into the middle of that ocean. Not a great place to be. The fourth sign that you have anxiety is that you avoid places. Now, this is a huge one. Now, I used to use anxiety as an excuse and my tiredness as an excuse to not go into work or ignore household responsibilities. And when you do this, you rapidly shrink down your competency and you expand the threat of the world. Who knows how much you can do when you are not feeling well? How much discomfort can you tolerate before it is absolutely crippling? Well, I used to have these night anxiety sessions where I would worry and sit up and pace back and forth my bedroom, worrying about not getting enough sleep for work the next day. And the thoughts would include, well, if I don't get enough sleep, how am I going to perform properly? I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make a fool out of myself. But here's the thing. I started to go into work anyways. Sometimes that circuit would win and I would call in sick. 
I would chicken out last minute. But when I would go in with little to no sleep, sometimes three hours of sleep, I noticed that I could still perform at a high level. I was still functional. I was still stimulated. I wasn't a wreck. I was still attentive. If you are worried about a lack of sleep because of work, then that's a sign that you actually care about your work, right? Even if you get one hour of sleep, you can still function. I know that's you can't. it's hard to say that to somebody who's struggling to get to bed. I understand, but you have to go in anyways. You have to show yourself that you could still function even with little to no sleep. And because you care, you will be alert and able. Sure, you might feel it in the morning. You might feel tired, groggy, worried about the day. But once you get going, you can do more than you think. But if you avoid situations that make you feel uncomfortable, then the threat increases and your negative feelings about the situation enhances twofold. And that's where I'm going to leave you today on this podcast episode. There are many other signs and symptoms of anxiety that I didn't get around to today, but those are the big ones. If you have anxiety, uh, please feel free to reach out to me at unpluggedanxiety.com under contact. You can ask me anything. I have coaching packages I recommend you check out. I do coach people with anxiety, health anxiety, agoraphobia, you name it. I had those things when I was in my 20s and they were no picnic. They were no joke. I was out in the unknown. I felt alone with anxiety. And that reminds me of the video I just posted on the YouTube channel. I talk about that feeling of being alone with anxiety and and the feeling of going crazy with anxiety and why anxiety sufferers feel that way. So I recommend you go check out that video. It's unbelievably powerful. And lastly, rise above anxiety. I will see you all on the next podcast or video. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.